Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy hour. Oh, now he can let his freak fucking flag fly. Pete Dominic. Hey! Potty mouth Pete Dominic. <laughs> used to having his Sirius XM show. Already let an S-bomb fly on the regular show. Happy fucking happy hour, Pete. I am so glad. I'm so happy that I'm on the happy hour. I'm like a, such a huge fan of you guys and to be in your presence. And I know it, it sounds so maybe disingenuous because it's like, oh, that's how you get on a show. You kiss somebody. But I grew up listening to the show. I learned so much from you guys listening to your show. And I stole a tremendous amount. And I'm also, I should mention, I'm going to actual steal things from, from the house. your space today. Oh, yeah, good. I'm going to take okay. a picture. Good. Thanks for the and, heads And uh, some other, some food <laughs> and, and, and probably an, uh, no, a, a bench. We were talking about, we've been exchanging bodily fluids through other people for years yeah, yeah. and years. John Fugel saying, and whatever. And Mouse I know bars. we've just never yeah. had an occasion to, yeah. to meet each other. And this is... Uh, I used to be able to have you on my show when we were in a different time slot, when I had the CNN show for one second. Um, but then we were in the same time slot and we just couldn't be done. But also you're New York based, we're right. LA based. And right. so it was just a thing. Two crazy kids. But yeah. I also want to say, like, I never once saw you. I never thought of you as competition because there is no competition. You're yeah. a monster and I'm a little baby, number one. Number two, I I believe in collaboration. Like, yeah. I want to root for other people yeah. who are doing good things. Because yeah. as, as I came up, I came up as a stand-up comic, of course, and people did not so often weren't helping each other. Yeah. I was like, I want to work with people, not against people. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Pete, I've had this conversation with so many, uh, you know, whether it's comics or, you know, sometimes it's other women in show business. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. There are people that are supportive of other people and there are people that are just but, jealous and competitive. You know, we had a magical happy hour with his Mark Maron mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. Mark Maron was not in my time slot, but we were competitive. Mm-hmm. And we had a grave where we buried the hatchet because I used to have to drive into work crying. Literally, my steering wheel was like tears because he was talking shit about me uh, right yeah. before I came on because he was mad that he was losing stations to me. And so anyway, and then when I, you know, when he they kind of forced him to come apologize to me, and I think our station in L.A., I was a fucking bitch to him. 
So well, understandably so. I apologize so. to him. I was like, I, I got to you know, hear that. Yeah. But, anyway, I, but, so I, we, I, but just, to, it's not a noble, like it's not, it's not, you're not doing the right thing. If you're a very competitive person, you want to win in any industry yeah. that you're in, mm-hmm. it still makes sense to collaborate and work with yeah. and be a good person to other yeah. people because your reputation, in my opinion, is a huge form of currency. Like but, I've got no so, skeletons in my closet or, or, or bridges that I've burned because it, it doesn't make sense. And now in this transition in my career yeah. from SiriusXM to podcasting, it's so good that I did that. It was yeah, so good that yeah. I wasn't bad to people. Well, and to Mark's credit, he's, talks a lot on obviously on his podcast yeah. about his insecurities yeah, and he's like yeah. i'm just really sorry i was really insecure and i didn't know mm-hmm. why i was losing stations and i was pissed off and so he was able to be honest about it and i was able yeah. to say i'm sorry i wasn't more gracious I when you, to that. yeah but yeah. no it was it, listen and hal sparks and i had a and it, nothing it was not us it was a business thing over mm-hmm. the sexy liberal tour and it was someone else that was on the you know that was involved with the tour that uh-huh. is you know and and his agent and whatever but you know we just buried the hatchet because we never had a personal thing and we've always been huge fans and supporters of each other so you just you say you recently did you mean uh, just yeah back within the last yeah. six months i yeah. think yeah because it's one of those things where we're like what we were never really mad at each other what the hell happened like yeah. oh it was a business thing and you know he decided to to you know focus on his own stuff but i just yeah. thought like so you but I Whether think you're be, so right and I think particularly in this horrible Donald Trump environment where every day is an assault on all of us like we need every one of our progressive warriors on that wall with us yeah but know? even if even if it's not of course progressive minded people in media or in general should be working together and and not burning each other down but um, Americans in general, human beings, I mean, I mean this, this, this rule for, I could disagree with you on everything politically, but I don't want to tear you down. I don't yeah. want to burn your character down. Yeah. I'll burn your arguments down, yeah. but I don't want to, to, to destroy your reputation. And, and I understand that people do that. I understand that it's entertaining. Conflict wins, but it's never been my brand. I just can't do that. People, Conscience. I, I know when people, like, because well, you've been so kind, all the things you've said about, oh, you, you know, lift so many people up and you've, you know, give so many people a platform, but that's to my benefit. That's what I don't get why people, sure. yeah. like, surrounding yourself with smart, funny people makes you look better. I've always surrounded myself yeah. with people who are smarter and funnier, which is why I'm glad to be in your space. Oh, you. So, <laughs> you were a New York boy, Syracuse, New yeah, York. Yeah, I grew up in upstate New York. Is that 716? Uh, no, that's 315. No. That's the uh, CNY, Finger Lakes, the <laughs> 315. Yeah. I'm from Lakeport, up the yeah. transit, you know, from uh, Chitawaga. That whole uh, area now, from Buffalo all the way across New York State to mm-hmm. Albany, people don't understand when they talk about the Rust Belt yeah. and and manufacturing jobs. Like people should look at upstate New York. Yeah, from Buffalo all the way across the state to Albany, all those cities were huge manufacturing hubs, and now you know it's a yeah. lot of empty warehouses over the last thirty to yeah. forty years, and then. Onondaga Lake, the most polluted place, Onondaga. I think, body of lake, uh, body of water in the world. At one point, it was Chitawaga, Tanawanda, Anadega. Uh, yeah, a lot they're of all it. Indian words for this is cold as fuck. I'm just I grew freezing up. my tits off. I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm so impressed with people who grow who, who live in that climate where I grew up in upstate New York, where you grew up with the snow. But yeah, I also grew up right on the edge of the uh, Onondaga Indian Reservation, mm-hmm. right there on the mm-hmm. border, and I learned a lot about that culture and where to buy cigarettes cheaply. <laughs> I remember I went to college and they they thought I, they thought all girls from New York had an accent and I'm like I'm not from that New York I'm people from don't the, realize they that. said I think all girls from New York say shit and chew gum I'm like well that's true no you know you what do you um, call how do I say it without pronouncing it well what how did you grow up referring to soda I always called it soda but pop yeah. That starts, I think, at Rochester like, and goes all the way to Michigan. The pop line starts at, at Rochester. <laughs> Is that right? We yes. always called it soda. Um, sneakers. Yeah. Not tennis shoes. Yeah. 
Uh, regional dialects, folks. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I think I sneakers just, is an East Coast thing and, and tennis shoes is, an, is a I West Coast thing. I think you should watch your mouth. And I think that you're getting a little bit... <laughs> a little lippy? Yeah, why don't yeah. you just why calm you... the fuck down, sir? Oh, good. I was going to say thank you for swearing because I'm like, you swear calm on the regular show. the hell down. And now you're like a fucking choir boy all of a sudden. No, hey... Choir hey, boy. Hey. Let's talk about the Catholic Church. Anybody? Uh, I went to 12 years hard time. I did you? 13. Oh. And uh, I went to, I'll never forget, I went to confession, and which is a very screwy yeah. idea if you think about it. You sit yeah. there with Who decides with how many yeah. Hail Marys and how many Yeah, yeah. That, and I wasn't that bad of a kid. And, and I remember I said, uh, well, I got in trouble for mooning a school bus father. And he <laughs> said, for what? I said, for mooning. He goes, what's that? I go, well, I pulled down my pants and I showed my bare bottom to the all the kids yeah. in the school bus. And the priest said, priest is like, That's hot. show me exactly what you did. Oh, oh no. I just, I made a he joke came and you made crashing a crashing through that wall like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> wow. I, I exaggerated See, I made a joke that I said he said that hot and you actually yeah, made it really real happened. which pretty, was pretty close to happening pretty... but no I, I i no i it's the the catholic church to me is the definition of patriarchy like i won't mm -hmm. even bring my my wife grew up like strict went to catholic schools whatever now yeah. i have daughters and it's like when they ask a lot of their friends are catholic yeah. and, and and when they ask about it, i'm like no here's you can't be a leader you can't be a priest you can't be a bishop you can't be a cardinal obviously the pope you can't that is the most patriarchal institution in the world yeah. try to argue with me yeah and now as we discussed on the regular show your daughters are uh, a drunken tattoo wearing um yeah they're real uh miscreants yeah they're miscreants mm -hmm. i was trying to think of a word that's what they are <laughs> yeah 14 She's drinking now, uh -huh. and the twelve-year-old uh, is a, in a very serious relationship with a Jewish boy, though. So I'm oh. happy about that. Uh -huh. I'm happy about that. Very, very <laughs> kind, thoughtful, sensitive Jewish boy. Bridget loves Bernie. Uh, yeah, I'll but take at it. twelve, no, I'll take. He it. is too young to get that reference, Stephanie. Uh, but I acted like I knew it. Yes, did you he see is that? way too young to get that <laughs> reference. <laughs> Meredith Baxter had a show before. Before oh, family Mary ties, Baxter. yeah, yeah, yeah. The girls are uh, before she was a lesbian. I'm, I, I uh, absolutely love being a father to these girls. It's, uh, it's a. Uh, I take it very, very seriously. Well, I take it as a I'm job. I'm glad you love it, despite the fact that it doesn't seem like you're very good at it. <laughs> yeah, because you, know, you, you told well, us earlier uh, you have a liquor cabinet that they can keep. Yeah, well, their liquor there's in. a. I, I told them I wrote a line in Sharpie on it, so uh -huh. I'll know exactly. Uh -huh. Sure, if you have any. Right, and she seemed to buy that one. Okay, yeah. Tw uh, Twitter was a buzz when you mentioned that on the uh, that right? on the regular show. Is yes. that right? Yes. Oh, I got to check that. Uh huh. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of judgment on Twitter. Imagine that. She also knows like just to put water in the vodka bottle. There. <laughs> I told her not to do that, and realized I'd given her the idea to yeah. do it. And iced tea time. in the in the whiskey yeah. bottle. Yes, I thank you. Yeah. Well, when you're when you're raising, you know, when you have kids, when you have adolescent kids, you are definitely thinking about drugs, alcohol, and sex, and those are three things that you think a lot about. And what is the best way to handle that? Do you do you? And I just I don't like the authoritarian parents, specifically the authoritarian father. And so when she um, got in trouble for drinking at a party, it wasn't like I was going to knock her down. And, and right. I was going to, I lay out the consequences. Right. This is what that means for your life. This is what it means. Hmm. Is this what you want for your, because if you do that again, yeah. then you're going to find yourself in trouble. And, yeah. and then I let her choose her path because. So you're a liberal pussy dad. Yes, okay. I think that would be accurate, and yeah. I'm proud of it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because see, I, you don't have the excuse of being old. My parents were old by the time they raised my brother oh, and yeah. I. So they'd be like, when did you get in? We're like, when did you go to bed? They'd say like 8, well, like 8.30. <laughs> and, and you would just be dishonest. Yeah. yeah. No, because I did when I was 14. I had a 17-year-old boyfriend, and we would go to oh, the boy. local bar because my parents didn't know. And I drink, I don't know, you know, I feel like, ripple or something. I feel like parenting, the best thing you can do is try to maintain a trust and a sense of honesty so that even if they do 
bad things, wrong things. They're willing to tell you. And my daughter and I are so close. Both yeah. my daughters and I are really th- She tells you me. You could do a Reuniti commercial. I will. Reuniti on ice. He's on too ice. young to no, get I got that, that one. Okay. I got that one. Okay. Leap for yeah, yeah. milk. <laughs> that had a nun the, uh, on it. Leap for milk had a, that was sweet wine with a nun on, nun on the. I'll take blue it. Blue nun. Isn't it, isn't it cheaper? It was blue oh, nun. Oh, blue nun. Yeah. Yes. Leap from Milch. Either way, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just as long as okay. we stay open, honest, and that that, that I, I I am terrified of losing her trust. Oh, yeah. Because that's then a, that's a good to, dad. Wow. To go downhill. Yeah. yeah. She tells me everything, and I mean, even she. Well, that's because she's up. that's because she's drunk. So she that's, probably gets chatty. Well, really I have also I also drunk with a, a tramp stamp, a syringe of that honesty <laughs> fluid into her. Yeah. Yeah. Tramp stamp. No. Yeah. It's not a tramp were, stamp. It's a picture of a unicorn. Calm down. When you were. Uh, <laughs> When you were a lad. It's a rainbow. It's I, actually in solidarity with gay pride. I mean, it's just yeah, a tattoo. Hold that thought, Pete. We all know how shallow and Hollywoody I am. So let's just pause while I whiten my teeth, shall we? <laughs> what are you going to get some like, white out and put it on your teeth? No. Check this out. I, when, you know how my life is littered with mistakes, as you know. Right. Okay. So have you tried the... Right, well, first of all, dentists cost a fortune yes. for whitening. Teeth whitening trays. Have you ever tried that? Oh, uh, gross. No. Sloppy, expensive, and it hurts. You, uh, gums weird. are sensitive. And it makes you drool in oh, the worst kind like of way. Like a St. Bernard. Ugh. Yeah. No. Okay. Teeth, yeah. Teeth whitening strips. No. Yes. The holidays are coming. Let's bust out some pearly whites, man. All Let's right. Let's do this. Okay. I'm telling you what. Uh, this year I'm getting, well, I'm just about to tell you, fresh box of power swabs. Ooh, what? You, what are these? You have not whitened until you whitened with power swabs. They're clinically proven to whiten an average of two shades in the first five minutes. That's oh. five minutes. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, power swabs never leave my teeth and gums all sore and sensitive like other whitening treatments. They've solved that problem. Totally safe and effective on all dental work. If you're not happy, power swabs are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Try power swabs. You will not believe how much whiter your teeth are in just five minutes. And I got you a deal, Travis. You did? Mm-hmm. Go to buypowerswabs.com. Use my code SEXY for 40% off and an additional $10 off plus a free quick stick. That's right, 40% off, plus $10 off, plus a free quick stick, 1-800-668-1749, and use my code SEXY, that's buypowerswabs.com, the code is SEXY, buypowerswabs.com, today. Yeah. Now, Pete, when you were a young nerd, yeah. you started performing uh, uh, in public during high school where you'd MC talent shows and read morning announcements over the public address awesome. system. Did Every you do day. Pr- did you do pranks, or were you more yep. like... Yep, yeah, I got in trouble. I was, were you I, more like Eve Arden? Welcome to Rydell. No, I did pranks and I got in a lot of trouble for that uh, and, and to the point where I didn't lose my job as the morning announcer, but the teacher came Your in. job. This is when, yeah, my role <laughs> yeah. that I had auditioned for. <laughs> right. I killed that kid. Uh, and the teacher would come in and he put my, this was back when teachers could touch you. He put my hand, his hand on my neck and just waited for me to make up an after-school activity that wasn't happening. I'm like, and the underwater basket weaving class is taking place at three o'clock. For, and then he would just squeeze my <laughs> neck and I would, yeah. But no, at, at high school was to me, never missed a day. Not one absence all four years. Wow. wow. Because every day was an audience. <laughs> okay. People, that's where I got my first laugh. It's like crap. Yeah. 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 I mean, every day yeah. was, and then you go to the next class, new audience. So yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. That's where I found comedy. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so you live in Rackland County now, Rackland yeah. County, New York, which is the in the uh, burbs of, of New York City. Yeah, where yeah. everybody um, moved apparently in the 50s 
to get away from black people. And now they're my neighbors. Their kids are my neighbors. Oh. It's like, you know, cops and firefighters, you know, Irish, Italian, yeah. Catholic cops and firefighters. And so it's a, it's a weird place. I'm generalizing. I've, I've found my people. Yes. Uh, but when I first moved there uh, and I was hosting. This, uh, this is almost starting to sound like a, a racially uncomfortable Joe Biden story, but okay. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, it's people. people yeah, they, they try to act like they're very liberal, progressive, open-minded, but then when they get you, uh, you know, behind yeah. closed doors, they say something horrific. You're like, wait, what? But I was hosting a show on CNN for five seconds, and when I first moved up there, and I, and I was coaching my daughter's little league team, and another parent came over and was, "Oh, I hear you're Mr. Big CNN now." I'm like, "Yeah, the show airs today. I hope you watch." He goes, "I only watch Fox." I'm like, "What kind of a dick?" Yeah, like you just lie, just fake it. Right? Like, don't I'm? It's it's what happened to civility. Who, well, who says to a person? Yeah. You know, well, I sell, you know, this, br- I sell Reunity wine. Well, I only buy Leap Blue Nun. Nun. Blue Nun. Yeah. Yeah. Just lie to me. Just pretend you listen yeah. to my show. Yeah. We both, don't you feel like everyone in the universe has had a short-lived CNN experience? Because I told you my story. First of all, they shot a pilot. Yeah. With me, mm-hmm. that they said was the best pilot they ever saw, right. and I was so I came back from New York. Woohoo! We taped on Friday, and I called on Monday to follow up, and the guy, the executive, had left for Fox. Well, over it, the weekend, you yeah, know, you were telling me a story, and it's so interesting because it's prob- <laughs> it is true. I guarantee that 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 guy loved you. And I had a similar experience where this woman, you know, Janelle Rodriguez, her name, she was amazing to me. She's now at MSNBC and she gave me a huge opportunity. But the truth is corporate media, yeah. there's 10, 15 people yes. making those decisions. So the person that is pulling for you only has just so much political capital until some other douchebag comes in and says, I don't see it. And you're like, but you don't see anything. You've mm-hmm. never, you have no credit you, for anything. I, so, did the, and I did the daily panel on CNN right. every day, right up until we asked to get paid. I think Dino Patel and I asked yeah. to get paid yes, at the same did. time. And they, they've got <laughs> And they the were money. like, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, they, 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 they were like highest rated segment of the show. We love it. Love people it. People so often will say to you, well, you know, if you do this gig, um, you'll get uh, some major cosmetics company tried to book me to MC this all day yeah. event. Yeah. And I said, uh, this, my agent should have been handling it. But for whatever reason, they called me directly. And I said, yeah, well, what's you know, what's the offer? Mm-hmm. So, well, we don't have any money, but you'll get a, a lot of exposure. I'm like, I'm 40. <laughs> right. You, I have a family. I, you can't pay the mortgage like, with I'm exposure. Done. That's what I said right. to CNN. I'm like, yeah. I have a job. Like, I, exactly. I can't, I'm happy to be on call 24-7 for you, but like, I, you know. You've well, got to pay right. me for, what other job did you, you I mean, you listen. Huffington Post. Oh, you want to hear our MSNBC story? So yeah. when I just got fired, uh-huh. yeah. they brought up. <laughs> what did he get fired for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they brought us in. We were yeah. one of the shows. They, they flew the three of us in. Yeah, to do. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, to sit to, on the set and all of that. It was amazing. On Imus' set? Yeah, and there was yeah. a lot of, remember... Was his essence the, still there? There was a lot of buzz <laughs> yeah. at the time that we were going to get it, and, you know, we did, like, three days. But remember, Dan Abrams was in yeah. charge then, yep. and he told us when we got there, he's like, oh, they're going to have to go with someone they already have under contract, Joe Scarborough, because they have to pay him because his evening show failed. <laughs> and they, they're going to have to pay his and contract that, out, so they're going to... That's what happened. They're going to go to someone in-house. It's These are... It doesn't really matter, because we weren't the only people, right, that... Right. We got pre-fired, yeah. basically. We were fired before we started. It's, it happened. I think they brought in Larry Elder or something like that. But well, they it happens... A bunch of people. None of yeah. them had a shot, right. is what he was saying. Like, just... they're, not, they're not actually auditioning people there. Yeah, it's back yeah. to the, 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 the point I was making. Like, you have these champions in this corporate media outlet. They really genuinely do like you they take a chance in you they give you the opportunity and then somebody else says oh no we're gonna go with this guy and like mm-hmm. did i just waste my time and it, more importantly i really got my hopes up that this is going to be a thing yeah and yeah. then some i've stopped that i've stopped getting my how hopes do you up do that anything i just did oh i gotta learn from that right yeah 
Well, that's been my saying in life. Whenever God shuts a door somewhere else, he shuts a window too, and you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I'm living it right now. <laughs> worked oh, in my love very, life, worked for my professional life. Very, yeah, but look at you much. now. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Look I look at, at you and, and, and think uh, that you are at the pinnacle. I mean, that's how I see it. All right, look at your commute. How did Dana, Dana Goldberg describe my life? Basement, day drinking. Back to the basement, day, day drinking. drinking. Yeah. Is, is that, it's called uh, wealth. I think that's one. Go to sleep alone? Yeah. I think die alone, beaten by my dogs. It's a, it's a, I'm on a trajectory. Pete. What about this definition? We, we have a, a strange definition of, of success and wealth in, in this country, in society. Right. And it's almost always attached to your, your, your income. But I think that we should start uh, defining wealth by your commute. Like, yes. Right. Like, if you oh. love your job, like, I loved Right. Live radio at Sirius XM. It was my dream job. You know what I hated? Driving into New York. It's true. An hour. I have a three staircase. Yeah, I have a three staircase commute, and because I have no uh, love life of any kind, it's a very fast commute. <laughs> there used to be some crowding, depending <laughs> on right. Well, if you have to crawl over a person or not, it doesn't matter. You still just have to walk downstairs. That to me is absolute one no, percent or wealth. This goes back to the whole support Mark Mayer and all of us, like yeah. you know, being competitive when we're younger. I mean, all of my sort of um what's the word like contemporaries you know who are basically my age john stewart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know rosie o'donnell ellen degeneres um rachel maddow even you're right i mean multi-millionaire huge television stars and so we do tend to compare ourselves like shouldn't don't yeah. don't because well whereas we told you our story that one day we were off the air because the time warner guy said that squirrels chewed my yeah, there's disadvantages Squirrels to not... my wire. Yeah. There's disadvantages. I, I'm getting this. I'm understanding this now, but there's a lot of disadvantages to not working in corporate media. But as I tweeted the other day, it's like the best thing about being fired is that you don't have to worry about being fired. Like yeah. you're your right. own boss and you're doing your own thing. There are pros and there are cons. And yeah, you don't have the tech here and you're in your own home and some things, uh, sometimes things go wrong. But by the way, they go wrong in, in corporate media as well. I mean, oh, yeah. and even yeah. if they don't go wrong, you got to deal with this asshole but, over here right. who has no right, you know, talking to you, much less reprimanding but you. we talked about this, the whole progressive universe. I mean, it is, I, I will say it's irritating that they peddle basically hate and lies and they all make millions, right-wing right, right radio right hosts, yeah. Fox yeah. News. And yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I'm very lucky but, you know, I basically make enough to keep this house so that I can have this studio and do this show. And it, it, I'm not complaining, but there is something in our media universe that's wrong. That, that, that These people are all multimillionaires. Why do you think that is? We guys? were saying you can be right wing and you can roll out of bed and get 400 radio stations tomorrow. I mean. Yeah, but you have to be. But, but you then have to look in the mirror and say, all I'm selling is hatred. And if that's how you want to make your money, right. then then and that's you, you you have to deal with that. But they they probably don't realize that they don't even see that. But we can't do that. I have a, some strong theories. I think the reason why you've been as successful as you have been is your humor. I think that the only way liberal media, liberal political media, succeeds not the only way, but generally speaking, is when it's done. In a, in a really entertaining, entertaining. way. And that's, yeah. I worked at The Daily Show. I worked at The Colbert Report, and I created a channel on Sirius XM with, with John Fugelsang and Dino Badala on it that was supposed to be that. It was political talk, but it was done in an entertaining way. That's how we fight apathy. That's how we get uh, an audience, by doing it in yeah. an entertaining way, but because see, we can't be just filled with hatred and I, screaming and dividing all the time. But you, that goes further to my point, Pete, because I've said that over and over, that I think on either side, you can't just do talking points and be, being on your soapbox. It's not entertaining. But I would, we, you know, John and I just did a panel with right-wingers that we do every year at Politicon. Yeah. They're not funny. <laughs> and no, they all they, just do the talking points. Right. And, but, but that goes to my point. But how come 
So many of them are making millions based on. I mean, because Mark the, Levin, he got it with this voice, oh boy, got this a radio. Okay. Stephanie Miller, one of the most popular and funny liberal radio hosts in the country. How do you get <laughs> with that voice? Anyone who knows Stephanie Miller, and there aren't many, knows she has no audience. She's been up and coming for 20 years. She's sarcastic. He thinks I'm sarcastic. He once um, uh, name checked me, and that was, was I'm so flattered. Yes, but he wouldn't. He refused. He did that thing where he refused to pronounce my name correctly to not give me too much credit. But it's you can't get away with it when your name is Pete Dominic. There's no way. Right. There's no way to mispronounce that. Some Latino people will say Dominique, but that's that's I'll give that's okay because that's uh, how it's spelled. So he goes, this Pete. Uh, what's his name? Pete Dominic. I don't know what his name is. I'm like, you can't get that wrong, Levin. <laughs> but I think the answer to your question is is very simple. I think that selling fear, making people think right. that they are, uh, if they don't believe me, if they don't listen to me, then they're going to die. And if you don't buy the things I'm selling as right. well, then you're going to die. Now here's your food bucket. You know, build your bunker. That sells. That making people afraid of another group of people, another politician, an idea. Yeah, making people terrified of an idea. We well, don't. We I can't shit do my that. pants just about on air every day, so I'm afraid. Yes, but, I'm naked and afraid half the time. Yeah, Pete. but it's genuine, and maybe theirs is genuine as well. Where are the naked and afraid I pictures? I don't think so. I worked in in right wing radio too, and th- I don't know. You think if they were lying straight not, up, or there's a grain genuine, of they they understand that they're talking to an audience and they have to pander to a certain audience. I think there's more of that in right wing radio than there is in left wing. I radio. wonder. What I wonder is when you go out and you meet your fans, your listeners, people who have supported you for years. How do you feel about them versus how Mark Levin, if he even does, or any of them yeah. meet there? Because I bet you it's like Trump. Yeah. Trump doesn't want to yeah. meet his supporters. No. He does. He has no respect for these people. Yeah. He finds well, them to the, be poor that's, or, or that's, no. That's not, the whatever. difference. It's just principles. Like I, I, people have said to me over and over, if you suddenly went back to your Republican roots, you'd pick up four hundred stations tomorrow. Like if you decided that. But you couldn't but, but, do but it. But for us, like this isn't a game. Right. This is really what I fucking believe. Like I couldn't. I couldn't do That's it. That's why you're I've rich. Said, but I. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I didn't mean. But, but I said defining wealth by yeah. integrity. Defining right. wealth by being able to do what you love. It's not what you have. But like it's Ann Coulter, we, we've said this. Love like, I knew her. her. You're not gonna. What are you Way back say? in the day, I knew her. She was one of when I hosted Equal Time on CNBC with Baby Buchanan. She was one of a million blonde female Republican pundits. She made it. You can see when she made a, a constant, you know, a, a, a deliberate decision to go. Oh, I need to say crazier shit to sell more books and to get you know right. on but, TV more. And she, I don't think she believes the shit she says. And I wonder how she sleeps at night. If she does, I don't know. But but I when I meet, she sleeps on a pile of money. She actually, I think she sleeps. <laughs> and cigarettes and broken Chardonnay <laughs> She sleeps on broken dreams and lies. Yeah. Let's pause again. Have we noticed that there's a theme with me, and that is my Hollywood shallowness? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the point of being in Hollywood? I mean, where they don't go for booze and dope. You got to look good. Right? I need my plexiderm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. Do you, I, It is really like magic. I've seen, I saw the TV commercials before I started using it myself, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait a minute. Is that Photoshop? Is that real? Hey. And it is. We are not boo-boo the foo up in here. And I thought, oh, is that like time lapses or whatever? No, it works. I'm telling you. It's real time. And j- right? Yep. A couple it's of minutes. Amazing. Ah, okay. This is way better than that death becomes her method. I put spectrum. it on, and by that time, Travis has sent me 17 more stories. By the time I go get them, it's already worked. Yep. And yeah. you're tired from reading them. Yes. But not. But you can't see that I am because no more crow's feet, no more bags, no more wrinkles. Crow's feet. Bye-bye. Ah, ah. Hmm. Okay. I didn't believe it either until I tried it, I swear. But, and I've tried a lot of, let's just say, 
Mommy's tried some expensive face creams. There's a, there's a whole shelf in your bathroom yeah. of all the failed experiments. Yeah, I've done. had to say to friends, don't touch that. That's Mommy's, and that's expensive. It's Mommy's and little helper. And it doesn't work. <laughs> mommy's little helper. No, and it doesn't. And, and Plexiderm, it's amazing. Go to try. Just see what I'm talking about. Go to TriPlexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBER for 50% off, plus an additional $10 off. I mean, seriously. That's a bargain. Uh, that's right. 50% off, plus an additional $10 off. This offer also available by calling 1-800-685-1292. Mention the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm, backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Try it with Mama. Try Mommy's little helper. Triplexiderm.com. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. The code is SEXYLIBERAL. But no, I, when I meet the people who listen to my show, I don't, like, I can't wait to, to meet those people. Yeah, no, they're our my fans. Friends. Are, our fans are the greatest. Like, are you, Me I'm too. Yeah. Really close friends yes. with a lot of well, people. I am friends with yeah. Speaking of, yeah. um, you know, these people are better, smarter people than I am. And yeah. they're just so thoughtful, and they've made me a better person. That's yeah. because what I'm selling, what I'm saying right now in this microphone, I completely believe. I've never said anything I don't believe. I yeah. don't even know that I've exaggerated outside of, for comedic purposes, something that I don't believe. I hope you haven't paraphrased, because that's treason now. I have paraphrased. Uh, Who paraphrased and got... Uh, shift. Shifty shift. Oh. Shifty shift. God, come on. Treason. I mean, impeachment. Hmm. Um... <laughs> I mean, Trump just says things that people didn't even remotely say and attributes yeah. them to the wrong person. Right. So yeah, forget paraphrasing. No, you are right, though. When we go around the country, the, I mean, it is, and the letters you get sometimes, that is the stuff when you're feeling low, right, that like, keeps when you going. When my show went it's off like the they, air. They tell you the most personal, beautiful yes. stories. And How you've changed their lives. Yeah. I have yeah. so many men who are like me, like, um, they're straight, mostly. Bad fathers. Uh, terrible fathers who give who, who drunken tramp stepdaughters give their kids vodka and say you drink now pussy <laughs> first time I've used that word in a long time wow um, but I I get to meet these men who uh, they say because they've listened to the way I parent the way I you know talk about my wife and and they've made them a better man they think about sustainability ideas they think about so many things because of the show and it's to me it is. There's nothing that makes me feel more wealthy than that. To have an effect on one person and changing the way that they live their life is a pretty big deal if you're a teacher, if you're a mentor of some sort. But thousands, if not more people, reaching out to you and say, you've made me a more thoughtful man. I mean, I cried every day reading these emails when I left SiriusXM. How long have you been married? I've been with my wife 19 years, but we, we got married when our daughters were four and two for insurance purposes in like 2009. So we've been married for whatever year, about 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I asked Tom Hartman yesterday, it's his anniversary, and he yeah. said, how many, I said, how many years? He's like, I don't. I'm like, well, you better fig- fucking figure it out, Tom. But it's because it's so long. It's, I mean, I think he's somewhere in his 30 something years together right? with Louise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's, uh, yeah, 19 years. Why do you ask? Well, no, I just, because when you were talking about, talking about your wife and I, you know, I've mentioned this before, which is hard. My parents had this, as I always call it, 40 year conversation until my dad died. And Mm. that's the one thing missing from my life. I mean, I've had a 10 year relationship, but I've had, I've had some shorter conversations. (laughs) Well, do you, uh, but, but But, I mean, I still, but I mean that I'm just saying when I look at Tom and Louise or I look, you know, listen to you, I mean, I wish I could find that. Yeah. But I I think that that with all due respect, like to give you advice is kind of condescending, but I think that I comparing your life with your parents' life, specifically your relationship with your parents' marriage, yeah. we do that. We all will always do that. Well, but but my mom's 96, so that's part of it too, is that her really wanting me to, you know, and wanting that person to yeah, meet my but, mom. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm, it sounds like you're close to your mom, but it's, it's about what you want. 
Yeah. You know, and, and if you're happy. I want to not die alone and be eaten by my dogs. Well, then you probably won't. I mean, like whatever you're looking for, and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll find it or you won't, but you, you, you stay in the moment each, each day and, and try to, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I think. These guys basically just come in and they just, they smell to see if there is, you know, dead body smell. And they're like, yeah, I think What is okay. it with you? Do you mind me asking you a personal question? Yes. Like in relationships, okay. like what works, what doesn't work? Um, I think me. This is the thing that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? Well, that's good if you if you look at. I used, it, no, I just said this to my ex. We were talking this weekend, and I mm. said, "You always told me that you aren't good at it." She didn't want to. She was married to a man, and she didn't want to ever do it again. She said, "I'm not good at it," and yeah. I always thought I was. You know, when I had my long term relationship, everyone was like, "Oh my God, you're the best partner. Like you do everything for fill in the blank." And. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I said, I don't know. I, am, I thought I used to think I was really good at it. Maybe I'm not. I, I, so I don't know. You don't, you don't know whether you haven't met the right person or, you know, my I, can, I can give you been, X, Y, and Z reasons. But My marriage has mm-hmm. been very volatile. Yeah. Yeah, off and on, uh, connected and disconnected. My wife is a, a product of tremendous abuse. Uh, I'm yeah. a product of a lot of privilege. Yeah. And so we're very yin and yang. Uh, but it, it, I consider, I think about my marriage the same way I do my career. And specifically my, my parenting. Like I, I, I once had this thought, I'm like, oh, I do, you know, a conference call every day, an editorial meeting every day, but how often am I having that conversation with my wife? And so I realized that I was putting so much work into my career that your, your, your relationships will suffer. So you yeah. have to try to, I well, mean, balance every, is everything. Right. And, and everybody so, that says it's hard work, I think that's true. And my ex actually said, she said stuff, no one's good at it. She said, I have three different friends yes, getting that's, divorced. Deadly <laughs> you know? accurate. And, yeah. and I've had you know couples say, did you ever want to get divorced? And most of them say, oh, of course, just not both of us at the same time. Nobody ever, t- even the people, you're, the people that you're closest with that you think you know the best, whether they be your siblings, your own family, you only know really your parents. And even you, don't, you don't even know your parents' relationship. It's like, you know, Facebook and Instagram and social media is what you want people to think is going on in your life. Here's my yeah. vacation photos. I'm so happy. You know, really. Someone said, never, you know, never judge the inside of your life on the outside of someone else's yes. life. If you really want to know what, uh, what it is about a person, what's going on with a person, check their inner internet history yes (laughs) that's the truth and that's the truth of other relationships and yes every relationship has its problems in it but you don't see that stuff you only so you just have to forgive yourself i think and 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 you have to you do have to invest in it i have a a certain things i do every single day with my wife i the first thing i do is after i meditate i text her and i try to make that text something unique an observation a thought a memory just so i've had that at least that one connection that one investment with her and see th- i might have ended, up, ended up with a man if i could find one that texted more than sup <laughs> i mean it's 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 not or it's ended not a, ended a conversation with k i don't know how much <laughs> has to do with gender and masculinity and femininity, no, but that's a, but, I, I think that's a really good thing for anybody family friends to, uh lovers that's just a nice thought is like I'm to really also, put some you know especially in this world of electronics put some thought into what you say to someone or something that might be meaningful to them and not just you the know the greatest sound in my life is my wife's laugh period yeah. end yeah. of story yeah that's it it's always been that she yeah. has a great laugh i could never date a woman by the way of course who had you know some i told my laugh. ex i started dating her laugh before i started dating yeah her. exactly so my wife's we're comedi- laugh we're comedians though exactly so. when you're making people laugh a lot it's it better sound like an orchestra and so i want to hear that laugh Every day. I'm very much in that. I don't care if I make thousands of people laugh. If I don't make her laugh, yeah. that's a day that I've lost. So You know who said that once? Bruce Springsteen. Mark Twain? Said, <laughs> right. What? No. I'm, just, I'm usually mm-hmm. compared to Twain. <laughs> no, no one's ever. No, I just it always struck me. Bruce Springsteen talked about it. He said even you know, his crowds, right? He said, you know, however many, I don't know, how many people, 
thousands and th- tens of whatever his you know stadium is. Yeah. He said that that feeling. He said still doesn't compare to that connecting that one Agreed. other person that. Um, you absolutely. Know, mm-hmm. that means I the mean, most I've, to you. Yeah. Absolutely. To, to have the the you know complete strangers like you and care about you and invest in what you're doing in media like us is awesome. It's amazing. But to I'm not. I that doesn't fill my cup. The way if if I'm not connected to my and wife, I hear your cup is filled. If you know what I'm saying, it usually is. What? Wow, cannabis. What is going on out here? That was it's a jo- so... that was a jockstrap joke, and he yes, didn't even get it. It was a big dick joke. Yeah, yeah. and I, I should have gotten that because right, well, I am a college see, athlete. But I am, <laughs> I am rusty with men. What? It's uh, I have. Well, I just Steph, I haven't worn a cup in 20 years. Well, okay. Yeah. Oh, that may be why that's a little. And that was a little did, moldy. And when reference. I did wear one, they didn't. Yeah. Right. me very well yeah, never okay. say see i thought marriage required a cup that's what i that's because it seems hard mine just requires a chest protector okay <laughs> yeah we by the way the other the secret to my marriage yep yeah i'm telling you right now people i do this in my stand-up act i won't do the bit but people are so uncomfortable with this idea mm-hmm. but it is a 100 it's one secret separate beds oh like lucy and ricky my parents had separate beds but separate bedrooms single or beds? separate beds Separate beds. Okay. That's the bedroom doesn't matter. Single beds, yeah. No, we're not in the same room because we have, she has major sleep issues. Okay. And I make, I make her uncomfortable. I I only make them worse. I get up at a different time. I go to bed. And so she's in paradise every night. Her sleep is is so important to her. And so I, I can sleep anywhere, anytime. And so I just give her the room. And I have my own, you know, wow. twin bed, and I'm comfortable and and, and fine. And it, we're we're so much happier because of that. Because if she doesn't get her sleep, do you have like SpongeBob sheets on your little twin bed, or how do you? Are you I in just, my room right now? Yeah. How did you oh, know that? How did you know? No, they're Return of the Jedi. <laughs> All right, uh, PeteDominic.com. Stand up with Pete, the new uh, podcast. Please um, listen. I, I need your support. I am so uh, excited to finally uh, get the, to do this. I mean, I. We're, we're, we've been, we're planets that have been orbiting each other or something. Watching you guys, listening to you guys Aww. has been um, a really important thing for my career. And now that I'm in career transition, I'm so excited to learn more about what you guys are doing and, and hear you more because we used to be on the same, same time mm-hmm. slot. Yeah. So in anticipation to be on your show, I listened to your show today and I so enjoyed it. It's oh, so good. You. And to, you know, if any of your success and wisdom can rub off on me, I'll take it all. And I'll also take a lot of things from your house. I'm not lying, <laughs> including some There's of your people. There's one thing we impart daily. It is wisdom. And I appreciate it. What's that? Is that me? You're hearing it? Noticing box. the uh, highbrow nature of our show. We love you, Pete Dominic. Happy, Yay! happy Thank hour. you, guys. Oh, you can say shat on this show that you said on the early show. Shat is a swear word. Is the I know also, preview, someone that who has already shit the past has shat. It's also shit. the past tense of what I just did in your studio. All right. I don't know if you it's can. All not okay so on sorry. the regular show. I'm so sorry. Filthy, filthy man whore, Pete Dominic. Hey, this is Bob Seska, host of the Bob Seska Show. If you enjoyed this episode, you're going to love my show, where every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we talk about this guy. Trump is crazy. And this guy. Trump is a fucking idiot. And we say this a lot. Sweet, merciful crap. Because. He can't keep getting away with it. Find the Bob Seska Show at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, bobseska.com, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.